0: applications uh, let's see here let me let me get out of this uh, what we're talking about today hey look at that there we go uh, there we go okay okay uh, what, we're talk about in this what we're gonna talk about in this episode is... Yeah, you got to hit the mute there, guy. Yeah, basically, what we're talking about in this episode is the shipping problems that we've been having. Uh, it's there. There's a lot of talks on a lot of different other podcasts and everything. Podcastesses. Podcastesses. Is that is that the correct word? Podcasts. Yeah, I'm gonna fix that camera
1: real quick. No, it's. Oh, uh, we'll just move it. I yeah. mean I mean, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? We've had enough difficulties right now. Yeah. I got it. Okay.
0: There we go. It, it's just... It's going to bug me. There we go. And I can see it. There we go. We are live, and we are finally on the right page. Anyways, uh, a lot of our problems are... I mean, it, it's stemming to uh, the COVID stuff, and it's a lot of stemming to uh stuff that we're getting supposed to get from china and everything because and, and it's more or less a world thing it's because of all the stuff that we've been having
1: yeah so this pandemic plays a big part into it um which I, when- I think i think a lot of it is economic and social engineering i know that those are big 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 phrases there so let me let me try to uh explain myself um The current administration is not going to accept responsibility for anything. So let's just pretend that for a minute um, that we live in a world where, you know, adults accept for the responsibilities for for their actions, um, especially ones that are voted into office. So, you know, it, and and I don't want to come across as sounding like a Trumper, but it's one of those situations where it's like economically we were doing great under Trump. And then, as soon as Biden comes into office, anything that's got Trump's name attached to it, he's signing executive orders, undoing it. So basically, just kind of like trying to erase the last, you know, f- you know, the the four years that we had under Trump, where we were doing well economically. I mean, we really were. Yeah. And, but you know, but the Democrats, you know, they they never let a good they they never they never let a good uh, crisis go to waste. And so, you know, with every Omicron, you know Megatron, Voltron, you Flucron. know Cybertron, Flucron now, Flucron, Flucron. you know. I mean, whatever the the new variants are going to be called. Um, I mean, the next time I think I think the next one is going to be called like the 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 DC Extended Universe or something like that. I mean, it's just well, it's, no, no, it's no, a they, train wreck. What's,
0: dude. what's what's really fucked up? Well, no, now that, we finally a, we finally have
1: a flu. Well, true, but. You know, people, and, people and I'm going to retract my DECU, and, and the reason why is because at least with the DECU, I mean they reboot things to try to screw it up even more. Whereas the Democrat Party, they come out with these new variants along with the World Health Organization and the CDC to compound what we're already facing. Yeah. Um, so, but with the with the, the with all these shipping or with with all these container ships that are out in, the, in you know off the coast, you know they're they're out in the like the Gulf of Mexico. Um, oh, that, even in the Pacific too. Well, yeah, yeah, I said off the coast. Okay, so yeah, you yeah. know, it, it it doesn't help because California, they got the port of Los Angeles, the port of San Diego. And, you know, they're looking. And, you know, and you've got all these unions in these Democrat-run states, California and New York, mostly, right, where yeah. everything's coming in. And the union workers aren't at work in these, in these, in these ports, because they're not either fully vaccinated or they're coming down with COVID. And, and, and what it's doing is it's causing shortages across the country. And, and, and a lot of it is because, you know, we've found ourselves uniquely vulnerable, not, not from a military standpoint, but, but more from an economical, you know, economical standpoint and yeah we're getting a lot of our stuff from china we're getting some of our stuff from japan we're getting you know from taiwan places like that where these container ships are just kind of sitting in a holding pattern off the coast for weeks and months at a time and it's not pushing anything through. It's not, you know, they, they want to sit there and talk about all these jobs that they're creating. It's like, well, where are these jobs at? You know, I mean, are, are they private sector or are they public sector? Because if they're public sector, well, then that makes sense because the Democrats are just trying to grow the government. And the problem with that is if you grow the government, you're going to have so much bureaucracy that there's nobody working in the private sector. And if And if nobody's working in the private sector, then the public sector's got nothing to do. Yeah, she uh,
0: and Maria is also uh saying, uh, don't forget the Long Beach, uh,
1: yeah, Long major Beach 30, major, major port, port. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: and, and when I say
1: San Diego, <coughs> San Diego and Long Beach, they're right next to it, next to each other. I know because you know, fun fact about me, not one that I'm proud of, I was born in San Diego, and it was just because my dad was in the navy at the time and he couldn't get leave approved in time to get me get my mother back to Texas so I could be born here. But all that aside. I don't claim California as my home state because, I mean, that's California. I mean, seriously. I mean, they're trying to turn that state, but they're they're being... I mean, they're blocked at every every turn. So yeah, but in the pro- problem, in and in, I'm sorry, I don't mean it no, in, no, no, no. But go the ahead. problem with these ships sitting off the coast, and, and the, with the problem with these union workers in these ports not coming to work or refusing to move, sh- you know, move containers off of the ships to where they can be distributed to long haul drivers or train, is that it's creating nationwide shortages in everything. Food cost of foods going up. Um, it's a lot of fast food places. I mean, they're running out of things like large cups, uh, wrappers for their for, for the food, and, and and cleaning supplies. And just it just runs the gambit of everything that you would think that you need to run a business of one form, shape, or another. And they're not getting the things that they need to replenish themselves. And we're being choked off at the ports. And the Democrats are completely and totally behind it because they're using the... The, 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 and I'm going to call it the pandemic until the day that it goes away or the day that they put me in the ground. Because, I mean, it, it with something that has a 99 point something percent survivability rate. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, okay, yeah, these people are dying from it, but they also have got contributing factors like other comorbidities. Um, and, and then they keep wanting to push these vaccines and these boosters. Well, you know, Pfizer already came out and said, well, yeah, we screwed up on that first one.
0: Yeah, that's what it's got. It got squashed so fucking fast. It, it
1: did. It got really got squashed really quick. And what did they replace it in the news with? Pete Davidson is being looked at to host the Oscars. Who cares? Nobody even,
0: ca- dude. They they canceled the Golden Clubs. They ca- uh, canceled the, uh, uh, the Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all awards right now are getting uh, smashed.
1: And, and not that I care because I, I mean I'm not I'm I'm not one of those people that sat down and actually watched an awards ceremony, you know, awards show. I mean, unless I'm there, you know, nominated for an award, or if I'm there to accept like a Lifetime Achievement Award for you know whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really care because yeah. it doesn't affect my day-to-day. It doesn't affect me. I don't look at these people and say, oh, well, th- this is the person that I want to be when I grow up because the, a lot of times the people that are, that, you know, like the, the, the movie industry, the music industry as a whole, and I'm talking from country music to hip-hop to classical to whatever, it does not matter. You like that uh, uh,
0: micro on uh, Tim uh, Timcast? Uh, t- the what? Mike Rowe was on Timcast. And no, he, I didn't he he's 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 saying basically what you're saying, uh, we'll see, no, but he I, always says that. I,
1: I love Mike Rowe. I, I listened to his the way I heard it. I watched the new season of Dirty Jobs, I've seen Six Degrees, you know, I mean I love the guy's a voiceover and he's staunchly conservative. He's more he's conservative in a lot of ways. He's libertarian in a lot of others, he's liberal in none. Yeah. So um, and, and he believes in in the in in, in the trade. Yeah, and and, he, and he, I love the fact that he's got those little like slogans like "Safety third. Yeah. and no, like seriously, <laughs> yeah. it's like Safety Third because people put so much emphasis on safety that they ruin their productivity and they, and they ruin, like the way that a job actually gets done. Yeah. So but. uh
0: Maria's uh saying right now that uh that's our super fan if people are watching later on. Uh she chimes in so maybe you should too next time we go live. But uh the cost of containers have gone up by tens of thousands. Yeah. Uh and another another thing that we aren't really talking about either is uh, the quality of this. I wouldn't buy anything that came out uh, here recently, only because uh, the people that they're getting to work with them right now, mm-hmm. the
1: actual stuff is just crap. Right. There's gonna be a
0: lot, a lot
1: of freaking uh, uh, shit stuff that come out. Yeah, there I mean, is, and I mean, and, and, and it's not and, those and she's right with the, with the space on these ships going up. Yeah. and it's costing more to ship everything uh, a lot of that goes towards the price of fuel and and a lot of that is because a lot of these container ships when they come into these ports they get refueled with the oil or with the petroleum product that is supplied by that port now during trump's administration we were dependent upon our domestic oil and the price of oil was i mean it was affordable i mean we were at what it was like uh, uh the lowest i seen it was uh, 125. yeah 125 a gallon Yeah, and and now in a lot of places you're starting to see that three and four dollar mark, and and these are in red states where it's three and four dollars a gallon, and I'm like like down in Dallas it's like three eighteen, three forty seven, something like that, depending on what side of DFW you're going to. Um, Down in Houston, uh, the Houston Lake Jackson Angleton area, um, where you know obviously I go a lot now, it's. I think for uh, one gallon of regular unleaded, just you know your run-of-the-mill 86 or 87 octane, it it was it was down to 247 and then it jumped up to 257, and then the last time I was down there, it was like 268 a gallon. So you know, but up here I'm I'm noticing it's like that. There's a there's a 30 cent a gallon difference or 20 to 30. That's because we're gallon. close to uh, Oklahoma. For some
0: reason, the, the the border between Oklahoma and uh, Texas, uh, Wichita Falls that we're in, that we're in, it gets a little bit lower. That we have uh, people that try to get. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, and she's saying diesel fuel was a dollar seventy eight last year when she started hauling in Tyler, and now she averages three thirty. And I do notice that because where I work still, um, we drive diesel trucks and. It doesn't help that the, the the King Ranch 250 that we drive gets incredibly horrible gas mileage because it, we're hauling a trailer that's full, you know. So I mean, we're getting and like eight nine of, miles. And to they're the talking
0: about like six, uh, six cents uh, tax
1: on uh, fuel. Yeah, and she said her fuel cost jumped forty two percent. And then something else too I've noticed is that and and, and a buddy of mine by the name of uh, William. Um, he he noticed something. It's kind of a trend that before s- gas prices started really spiking, we were getting really great gas mileage per gallon. And ever since the spike and the prices went up, gas mileage has gone down. So there's 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 something different about the fuel that we're physically putting into our vehicles that's causing it to not burn as efficiently. So that could be that could be. Uh, a- it could be uh,
0: uh, not being able to get the uh, right chemicals that you need to get. And, into that, the and gas that's game. possible there that too. Yeah, but and that—that's that, just yeah theory I mean, and an opinion. It, I don't it, want. It's
1: it's a whole like it's a whole myriad of things. In a, in in you know you can always sound uh, intelligent if you use two different words. One is plethora, and the other one is uh, it's a phrase. It's variable cornucopia. So, I mean, we've got a plethora of problems. See, there it is. It's like, that's our photosynthesis moment, right? I know. So, um, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, we're running into it apart. Most of it is gonna be because of this pandemic with the, with, the, with the COVID stuff. And then we've got uh, Biden coming into office and immediately shutting down the Keystone pipeline, which killed our domestic oil um, prices and supply. And what is it, about a month and a half, two months ago, he released 38 million gallons from our strategic reserve. And it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe that, you know, and to me, I was, when I saw that news, when I saw that headline, I was like, I prayed. Prayed, I prayed, I prayed that, that his administration, somebody that, that his administration was finally starting to pull their head out of their ass just long enough to take that breath of fresh air before they sucked it back up in because
0: there. Because he's not, you know, he's not running. That oh, place.
1: he's not calling the shots. I mean, he's being told what to say, and they're just hoping that his dementia holds off long enough to where he can read what they're feeding him on the teleprompter. Um, yeah, fuel is shifty, and it's mostly being winterized, which affects mileage. This is causing more DFE usage, you know, usage which is the the uh, the diesel um, uh, the, like the Def Blue stuff, where yeah. you know, it basically eliminates the soot from our uh, exhaust. If I'm not mistaken, um, it's used to clean the, uh, clean the fuel, and, and 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 the Def is hard to find anymore nowadays. It, it is. What is Def? Uh, it's it's. Um, so what it does is it, it's an additive that we add. So, like, any any new truck, any new diesel truck, I think it's from, like, 2010 on up, you've got, when you when you open up your fuel door, on your on your fuel, oh, it's a green okay. cap, and yeah, then you've got yeah. that small blue cap, and you take that small blue cap off, and it's, like, like, an inch wide, you know, hole that you pour that DEF into, and what that does is it, it helps clean the fuel, and it helps eliminate a lot of that soot.
0: Oh, diesel exhaust load. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, but it... You know, a lot of, it, 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 and I think a lot of it is to kind of pull people away from the rural areas and kind of get it, sorry about that, uh, pull everybody away from the rural areas and get everybody more urban, urban centralized because that is one of the keystone um, factors to get socialism to work. If you get everybody centralized in urban areas, it's a lot easier to distribute government programs and get more people dependent upon those government programs so that way they're not going out to grow their food. They're not going out to incentivize uh, or, or innovate and to create a, uh, a free market atmosphere. I mean, the government can basically come in and say, we can do A, B, and C, but only if you're doing D, E, and F. And that's requiring us to go in and live closer to these big cities, and and not really rely so much on ourselves or small businesses because they're trying to squeeze a lot of small businesses out. And to an extent, even a lot of these large corporations, um, you know that that support blindly the the Democrat Party. You know, we're talking about like Walmart. You know, specifically, they they go out and they say, oh well, we're all for our workers, and they offer these gain share programs. You know, where you can buy stock in, in the company and crap like that. But they they release a lot of their 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 workforce, and they put in these self checkout you know, things, and they're still raising the price because the whole point of releasing you know of, of letting go of some of your work your workforce is so that you can bring your prices down, right? Uh-huh. You go to Walmart, and you're going to spend more at Walmart than you would do. at maybe some of these smaller mom and pops, uh, you know. Like if you go to Aldi's, yeah, I mean you're you're getting uh brands that you're not necessarily recognizing but the quality is still there but you're paying a lower price because of the way that they you know the 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 Aldi's business model works but you go into Walmart multi-million dollar stores every month I mean about per week um yeah she she goes many haulers delete trucks for this reason but if they get caught it's two thousand dollar fine, and they can confiscate your truck in California if the truck was made to run deaf. So, by what she's talking about is uh, deleting, is is where they cut out part of the exhaust or they cut out that deaf, right? And it doesn't necessarily make the trucks run any better or anything like that. It makes them louder. I know that for sure. But I do know that in the state of Texas, you can't legally sell a deleted exhaust diesel vehicle. It's illegal. So what they'll do is they'll either transfer it to a dealership in louisiana louisiana will in turn sell it to somebody in mexico because they don't have those epa uh, standards in mexico in er, mexico right so you know i mean on top of the fines you're looking at i mean you're yeah you're looking at fines and you're looking at losing your vehicle and and on top of that you can't you can't resell it you you can't you can't you can't go to a dealership and say i'm going to sell you this truck outright so i can use it as a trade that that, that, you that's can't so do weird. It. Well, and, and again, it's 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 a Texas law. I know at least in Texas, you know, and it may be a nationwide thing. I'm not entirely sure. But and Maria may be able to speak, you know, more to that. But it it's, I mean, you have to have the complete exhaust in there. And that includes the def system. Hmm. But, but, you know, if you look at the way... Um, socialism normally runs or communism runs right i mean you, you all of your all of your government assistance centers are located in urban areas yeah okay and because most of the people that actually uh that are outside those
0: urban areas yeah they a lot of people call them crazy preppers, but they 're not crazy preppers they just live off the land i mean uh <laughs> Uh this week on Thursday, if I had my rifle with me, I would have probably gotten like thirteen does. <laughs> right. In one sitting.
1: Yeah. They 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 were huddled together and everything. And But that's bad because you know, we need to make sure that we're maintaining the population.
0: Oh, I would have maintained it. They were they were even on like uh Uh, the church parking lot eating the grass on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, going off of the other stuff that I was talking about, about uh, how our quality of uh, stuff is going to be really, really bad right now, Mm -hmm. and it's not the company's fault really more or less, but what it is is basically you're going to have new people come in that don't know what they're uh, doing in the first place, and they're still learning the job. That's the problem that we're going to have here. I mean – Look at me right now. I had to switch jobs only because my job hasn't opened up yet. Yeah. Uh, up at work, and basically, I'm learning a new trade. I'm learning how to put doors and windows in, and yeah. it, it, it's frustrating a little bit with my coworker because there's a lot of stuff that's easier for him, and he. I, I don't think he gets that. I've never. Uh, done this in like a real long because he keeps on bringing up. It's like, well, you learned that in elementary school. I'm like, uh, I hate to tell you this right now, but that was probably about 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, and 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 that's when I get you know, and a lot and a lot of people say, well, that's just a conspiracy theory thing. I mean, look, my tin hat is still sitting up here, so just, just fuck off, right? So, you know what what we're looking at is. Um, yeah, she said bigger yeah, issues that is. new inexperienced new drivers from other countries. So I mean, yeah, I mean they're coming in here. They're they're not licensed to drive over the road a lot of times. And if they are, I mean, it's like they they go to the Swift School of truck driving. And anybody who pays attention to any kind of trucking websites or any kind of trucking pages on website knows that if you see somebody hauling a Swift trailer down the road, get as far away from them as possible. Oh, really? Yeah, because Swift drivers they they don't. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> swift to get them in. Swift to get them out. Uh, it's it's swift to put it in a ditch or in a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or across your hood. I hope they never um, get our sponsorship from us. <laughs> try to get
0: sponsors for us. Hey, it look, if come Swift back.
1: comes to us, we're just going to kind of look at him and give him the angry salute. There you go. Oh yeah. All right. So, but um, you know, it's it's. I mean, if it, it in in like from a nerd's perspe- nerd nerd's uh, perspective the movie Dread, right? The one with Carl Urban? Yeah. Okay. You noticed how there was no country. Everything was... Yeah, blended. it was in I mean, uh, It was all... It was dystopian. And, and it was... I mean, you had... population. Like, you had entire cities living in a building.
0: And in what he's talking about, uh, Dread the movie uh, with... Owens, oh, it's also our... It's narrative version, Judge Dread. Judge Dread, Dread was actually the original comic book that came from UK. Yeah. And... Uh, it, it basically uh, that it, there's a lot. Uh, there was another one, uh, priest. I think it was uh,
1: with yeah. the vampires. It was the well, same. It was it, it, it was, was the same design, different story type. Too. The, no, the movie I think you're talking about is the one that had um, Christian Bale in it. And, and anytime anybody showed any kind of emotion, they had to be executed.
0: No, that was Equilibrium. Was that Equilibrium? Yeah, that was
1: Equilibrium. But it's no, the same no, dystopian type. The one
0: I'm talking about is the guy that played the Vision was in it and
1: uh paul and bettany? Fun-
0: yeah paul bettany and funny thing kurt
1: ergen was the villain in that one carl urban carl Urban.
0: i am carl urban, urban. carl urban already- also
1: plays billy butcher in the boys which season three is fixing to come out thank you but it's in july yeah i know but um so you know, it, it, getting back to my point is that you've got all these communities and you've got almost entire cities living in a single uh, high-rise building. And the reason for that was because all of their services were located in those buildings. You know what's really strange, though? As uh
0: California, you probably won't even get that far. Only because uh, <clears throat> they do a lot of mandates that prevent reason why housing cost and all that living space and everything is so expensive mm-hmm. is uh, I went down this rabbit hole is they don't want towers they don't want like skyscrapers that people can come in and live they want houses and what it is is there was a an instance that they were trying to build one and I think uh, oh God. It it started with B, I can't remember moving on. Uh but they try they were trying to get like uh an apartment complex build up. But they didn't want uh they didn't build up the apartment complex. They ended up canceling it and basically uh making a housing district over a like a place
1: where only like four houses could be. Like close yeah. up houses, but still, the point is is to socially engineer society to the point where they have no choice but to go to these urban areas, and it's going to It's going to create noise pollution, air pollution. It's going to create overpopulation. Yeah, because so, you have a lot of crime rates are going to go through the roof, and then and because
0: it's a concentration of people, and the concentration of that was the, most of the cities have like smog. Most of those cities uh, have uh, higher crime rates. I mean you got Chicago, you got New York. I mean, it, it's both those right now. I mean, LA and San Francisco, those are big major cities. Dallas in a way right now. Uh Fort Worth is bad, but not that bad. Uh, Austin is another one that's really yeah, and horrible. there's areas
1: of Houston that you want to avoid too, especially after dark, but now, you know, it, you know the the point of it is is that, you know, that, that's I think ultimately that's the end goal is to grow the government to the point where it is all-encompassing. You know, it's, it creates that cradle-to-grave, womb-to-tomb mentality. And you know, Ronald Reagan said that the, the most scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here, here to help. And we need to get away from that because we, we, were, we were founded on a lot of conservative values, and, to, and, and a lot of that was a small but limited government. And they even argued that in the Federalist and Anti-Federalist Papers. You know Thomas Paine, Thomas Jefferson. They wrote those, and it was those. Those that was the debate for and against the framing of the Constitution as we know it today. And it, it there was it was a quote, and, and it said, um, "If men were of angels," and I'm paraphrasing here, but if men were of angels, then there would be no need for law because men would not need to be governed. But because men are flawed creations of God, we need law. We need a government, albeit a small but limited government, and 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 that and that was the winning argument that was the prevailing thought process at the time whenever the the constitution was being f- you know framed out for our founding as a, as a country which is one of the biggest reasons why we have lasted as long as we have because anytime you've tried to introduce any kind of constitutional republic it it, it hasn't hasn't lasted because people with the mindset that the government needs to handle all of your day-to-day needs they they go in there and they infiltrate and they stay you know and it's like we had we used to have term limits in congress and and it used to be to where it was the people didn't vote for the representatives the representatives were chosen by that state's legislature and you were sent for two terms and then once you were done after your second tour or second term you retired from public life and you went back to your well, you know you went back home and you went to your farm you went to your pharmacy or whatever it was that you did prior to entering uh, politics or public life. And you went back, and somebody new went in there. And, but now we've got these career politicians that have never held a regular job a day in their life, and they're trying to rewrite laws or stick these little caveats in there that allow them to stay in there and make money off of it. You know, like I firmly believe that once you leave Congress, you know, when, once, you, once you leave Congress, it's you, you, your paycheck stops your paycheck should stop and I, and i believe that should even be the case for the president you know because it, i mean it, it you're not you're not contributing to some some kind of like government retirement fund no 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 I no mean, we've got men men and women who serve in the military that you know that they they pay in you know i mean if they want a retirement plan they have to they have to go outside and do it you know, and yeah, you get a retirement pension from the military, but it, it, it's not, I mean, dude, it's its chicken scratch.
0: And that, if you do something really messed up, they can take away your pension. I've, yeah. s- I've actually seen people. Yeah. Act- I mean, yeah. you got guys
1: that are sitting there, guys, <clears throat> men and women both, that are sitting there. They do 19 years, and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they step outside the line. And as part, of their, uh, as part of their punishment, they get their entire pension taken away.
0: And it's like that major that just uh, uh, went up against the Marine Corps. And how much scrutiny he's getting right now because he believes, and and to this day, I still I'm I'm with him. Mm-hmm. Is how much of a shit show that uh, the Afghanistan uh, removal was. Yeah, and everybody's saying everybody yeah, yeah. everybody in, in their right mind is saying, what the fuck would you think?
1: Yeah, you- I mean, it's just he's he was the one guy with enough with enough pull, and he he had enough rank on his collar. He stepped out of line. I mean, I'm not saying he stepped out of line. I mean, he stepped I mean, he fell out of rank and said, Hey, look, this is what this is what's going on. Yeah. And and it cost the life of cost the lives of thirteen men and women. And and those lives did not need to be extinguished. And and they, they basically died for nothing. Yeah. Because they died because a a presidential administration was out there running the parting line. And that's all it was. It was just it was a party line move. And it's just like with Vietnam. We won every major battle, but we ended up losing that war because politicians got involved, and they started writing, you know, um, doctrine. Yeah. And and, and and the press didn't help. The press didn't help in World War II. The press didn't help in Korea, Vietnam, and it sure as hell didn't, didn't help us out in the Middle East. There was an admiral during World War II. He was asked, "What, your, what, is, what what's your thoughts on the press reporting on the war? And he goes, well, the press, what about him? Tell them that there was a war after we already won it you know and I'm, I'm, I'm down for that I really am I mean I really really am you know I mean it, we live in an age now where almost every Swing and Tom, Dick and Harry and Sally are out there with a GoPro mounted either, either to their helmet or to their weapon system and we can get footage from that because we have sites like Funker 360 you know um, and, and you know so I, we, we, need to, we need to start learning how to separate things. You know, well, not necessarily learn. We need to relearn how to separate things. Like, separate the military from, the, from, from Congress. Separate the president from Congress. Because there are those checks and balances there for a reason. We call them three branches of government. You've got your judicial, your legislative, and your executive. For a reason. It was framed that way in the Constitution. I firmly believe that the framers of our nation, the founders of our nations, are our founding fathers. Were certifiable geniuses because they understood and they built something in a, an, an organic charter, so to speak, that that was able to be, you know, that was that was capable of evolution. And see, yeah, see, and and then this unbiased thing, the media started turning against the war in Vietnam because of Walter Cronkite. Yeah, he was outside the battle, away. With I think it was the first Marine Division, I could be wrong on that. Um, there was a medic attending, there was a corpsman attending to a a, a young Marine that was dying. It, he was in his shot. He didn't, didn't even bother to change his shot. I mean, this kid dying on national TV, and I mean, he goes on to say something about how you know the yeah well you know the first Marine Division is a uh, you know valiantly fighting this battle. I think ultimately the United States is destined to lose this war in South Vietnam. And that uh, that started to sway public opinion, and it ultimately started to sway the the opinion of Congress. And, you know, you had your, you know, you had your, um, you know, you had your radicals, you had your uh, anti-war protesters, you know, I mean, George Sr., George Bush Sr. Used to be the, the, the... the, Director of CIA? No. um, He used to be the, the American envoy to the United Nations. Oh, okay. And, um you had all these he was he was scheduled to speak about vietnam and the united states policy in southeast asia to the general assembly so you had all these anti-war protesters picketing it outside nobody was paying attention to them they just walked through the crowd
0: oh are you talking about the one where they uh, the protest...
1: Yeah, okay, yeah yeah okay so a general uh, a gentleman by the name of saul olinsky comes up and I, I i got this story from mark levin mark levin is an intelligent intelligent man he he um he worked for the Department of Justice during the Reagan administration. He, he heads up a, a legal foundation called uh, Landmark Foundation. Uh, he's a syndicated radio show host. He's got several books out there. But he talks about um, Saul Walensky, who wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. Okay, I'm not saying go out and buy this book because I don't want to give this guy's you know, estate a, a penny of my money. You can, you can find bootleg versions or excerpts of it out there on the Internet somewhere. But he went up to these protesters, these anti-war protesters, and said, hey, look, um, you guys are out here just kind of wasting your time. You really want to really have an impact? You really want to make change? And they were like, well, yeah. So he told them, go out, find yourself some Klan costumes, and okay. dress up as Klansmen, and get into the Galleria, you know, the gallery, or that, the, the area of seating above the, the, the main floor. Yeah. And every time George Bush stands up and says anything about Vietnam, stand up and cheer. Because everybody will start directing their attention to you, and they're going to see white supremacists, what they're going to view as white supremacists cheering about the war in Vietnam. Yeah, that was... That was and that affected so- more change on the international, uh, international stage against the war in Vietnam than anything else. Period. Yeah, it was... Because, for the most part, the international community was looking at what was going on here in America. Kent University, Woodstock, all these anti-war protests and everything like that. And they were laughing at us because they were looking at it like, oh, you got a bunch of beatniks and hippies out here that are just out here smoking dope. And, and, you know, they don't have any jobs. They're just out here raising hell. You know, and, and... it's basically propaganda at its best. It, uh, yeah. I mean, all he did was he, he, he changed the way that their protest was being viewed. So it's not necessarily that he changed their mission. He changed, their, he changed the way that they went about delivering their statements. Yeah,
0: I read that article, and it's and, just so fucked off.
1: And so as soon as they started, as soon as that speech was over, I mean, it, he, was, he went from getting rounds of applause to now he was getting booed. Uh, you know, off of the podium, and so once his once his speech was done, I mean, it went from being a complete success in in trying to articulate what the policy was for America in Vietnam to a rounding defeat. Yeah, and we started to see, you know, and 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 I tell you this all the time, and and I've said it on our show a few times that Winston Churchill said that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it, and you saw that live. You saw you saw. Images of Chinook helicopters landing on the roof of the American Embassy in Saigon, lifting out refugees and American personnel. And you saw the same damn picture happening in downtown Kabul. Yeah, exactly. And you saw, instead of people jumping onto boats and helicopters trying to get out of the country, you saw people jumping onto a C 40 or a C 17 trying to lift off of the runway. And you had people that were getting trapped in the landing gear wells. You had people falling off of the plane and becoming the inaugural members of the Kabul skydiving club. Yeah. You know? And it it, it was history repeating itself because the people that are in charge of our government right now are the same knuckleheads that sat there and and bathed in mud and shit in the fields of, of Woodstock as a form of protest, and instead somebody came along and told them, why don't you just go get yourself an, an education and get involved with politics? So they infiltrated academia, so they're indoctrinating our kids, of, uh, of, of, they're indoctrinating the youth of the, of, the, of the country and have been for the last two, three generations. And and they've implanted themselves and cemented their place in American politics. Yeah, And, and, and they're trying to um, take their ideology and they're trying to institutionalize it. And, and, and all it is, I mean, and Ronald Reagan also said that, he, I think it was an interview that he gave with Johnny Carson, he said that, you know, that, that socialism will make its way back into America under the guise of a different name, whether it's progressivism, liberalism, or, or, or statism. I think statism uh, I don't know if statism was part of that but he nailed it on the head. I mean, you just take one ism and replace it with another and it's the same thing. It's still a wolf in sheep's clothing. And people look at it like, "Oh, well, it's it's so much more humane to be this way." Well, no, it's not. I mean, and and, and then they're being given these like carrots being dangled out in front of them like a mule on a cart and it's like well, if I work extra hard, I can get that carrot and it's going to be given to me for free. Nothing is ever free because that free carrot's costing somebody else something, you know, that, that they, they value. Like our private property is a direct representation of our time and labor. You know, if you come in here and you bust your ass all year and you get an A in class, and then Susie J. Rottencrotch over here in the back of the classroom, she doesn't show up for half the year, and, and she screws off and she gets an F, and the teacher decides that she's going to be compassionate and take your A, split it in half, and give you both a C. That's going to piss you off, right? And, yeah. But, and that's not helping Susie out. Well, they
0: did that study, that, that uh, uh, professor did a study of uh, in, in the class. Mm-hmm. And I'll get on this uh, boat, and I'll do something, flip uh, flip ahead on, on something else. But he he basically gave everybody A's A's in the class. So the deterioration of the actual people that actually worked their ass off to get that A yeah. went down. And I think the base average was D at the end of the semester. And he's like, this is communism. But uh, on, uh, flipping it on the other side, uh, they're actually uh, – I can't remember the name of the teachers but there's two teachers they teach uh, history and sociology, uh, sociology. Uh, but what they're actually teaching is they'll go into the viewpoints of the right and the viewpoints of the left and they bout it out and, uh, and come to find out they're both left right but they still want people to know both sides of the story yeah see Karl Marx
1: popularized a, a, a quote
0: god I hate that man
1: um, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. And that's basically the redistribution of wealth model right there. Um, there's a guy, it was a German that, that, that came up with that, but it was popularized by Karl Marx in his 1875 critique of the Gothica program. Um, the principle refers to free access and to the distribution of goods, capitals, and certain, you know, capital and services. So I, I, when I used to listen to talk radio, all the time, I had a job that I drove all day. I was in a, I was in a, I was in a vehicle, like usually a van, uh, delivering for um, um, like a FedEx-style company, right? Yeah. So my day was occupied with Rush Limbaugh, which I loved Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, Baugh, you know, right? Had talent on loan from God. But um, anyway, so it was Rush Limbaugh, then you had Sean Hannity, and then you had Mark Levin in the evenings, right? Um Sean Hannity would constantly have people calling in on his shows, and like he would tell his producer he's like, "Hey, you know, get me a liberal on the phone." And so they would go into the call queue and they'd find somebody who was identified as a Democrat or a liberal. And he would bring up that, you know, hey, tell me if you agree with this quote, and he would he would cite that quote from each according to his ability to each according to his need. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, that sounds amazing. That's that's great. And he goes, you know who came up with that? You know who who popularized or coined that phrase? And they're like, no, it was Karl Marx. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing these people that are like, oh my god, and they try to backpedal, and they just end up making themselves look even dumber than they, you know, than they were when they came on the show, because you get a lot of these people that they don't. You know how like we're constantly telling people that if you want to debate us on the show, do your homework and come in and have a debate with us. It's not an argument; it's a debate, because. I'm not so open. I'm not so close-minded that I'm that I'm willing to you know to deflect. It, uh, it's upbeat. more or less that whole thing about prove me wrong. Yeah, change my mind. Yeah, but do it with facts, and that and you use it with facts that you have verified with more than just one source. Because with with and I can hear. Yeah, I'm just going to turn this microphone real quick. There we go, and I'm just burning out the ears of our <laughs> yeah. listeners. Listener. But. Um, you know, it, it, with with you know, come at me with with facts and, and debate and, and deba- and deba- the don't points. Don't be a freaking keyboard warrior. Yeah, don't be a keyboard warrior. Don't regurgitate the talking points of the of the party that you vote for, yeah. because I'm willing to change my viewpoint on certain things. You know, and and it's like <sighs> I used to be like I, I used to be kind, okay, and, and and this is going to be all right. I'm not I'm not when I was growing up, okay? I was anti-gay, 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 okay? Like if you were gay, just I'm not even going to talk to you, I'm not even gonna waste my time. But as I've grown, as I've as I've aged, I've I've changed my viewpoint to a moderate, you know, moderate degree. And it's not like I'm all pro-gay now or anything like that. I mean, I believe in the sanctity of marriage. I, I really do. But at the same time, I'm I'm also of the mindset that you you can hate the sin but love the sinner, and I've adopted that through knowing people that are homosexual in my life, and having become a Christian. You know I know that it's laid out that 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 is a sin. Now, I'm not in and I'm not going to make a I'm not going to make a, a a statement or or declare a stance on whether or not I think that it's a choice versus something that's genetically you know encoded in you, right? Cuz I don't know enough about that. I don't know about I don't know enough about the genetic side. I know that for a, for a, a large part there are people who get tired of the opposite sex and they decide that they're going to jump on the jump the fence and they're going to see how life is on the other side. For for those people, yeah, that's a choice. And if they find that they like it, they stay there. If not, they usually end up coming back, but they go back for, you know, like a dessert every once in a while, you know. But I, I'm, I'm not, the point is is that my, my, my stance on that has changed over the years. I'm never going to go, hey, look, you know, this is the right way versus heterosexuality being wrong. No, I mean, because nobody said, I mean there there's nothing there, and there's no definitive proof either way that says one is more right than the other. I mean, yes, we've got our moral code that's written in the Bible. but again, we're looking at the lifestyle choice, not the person. you know, we can love that person for, and, and not and not agree with their choices. That doesn't that what that does is that allows us to open up a discord it allows us to open up a conversation that we can have with people about things that they decide that they want to do with their lives and it doesn't make them wrong it doesn't make them right versus us or anything like that it just means that we're individuals they may be out there trying to experience the the everything that it means to be human quote unquote but it's not going to i mean do do i get to choose where they where they spend an eternity no because it's written in my in the bible that the only judge, the one true judge, is God and God Himself. So, I mean, that's that's for them to deal with. Yeah,
0: I, I just stopped caring about all that bullshit. The only thing right. I and actually it, it, do,
1: the only right. thing I actually do
0: care about, mm-hmm. and and I'll I'll stamp this to the freaking grave. And Ben Shapiro uh, said it best when he uh, he was doing a uh, uh, a speaking gig at a university, and this lady was like. I'm going to call her a lady because she wanted to identify a different uh, – I've system. seen that. And, and, I've seen that video clip. And, and they and they keep on uh, – it's like, oh, now we have to have it in the government or anything like that. I was like – and he he crushed this woman like that. Snap of the fingers, it was crushed. It was like, okay, your age. Would you rather be uh, – why don't you uh, identify with your and age? She cited and science
1: as the reason why you can't identify as another age. But that in in he, he called her out on her hypocritical you know yeah. argument because he's like, well you're going to apply science to ageism but you're not going to apply, you apply it towards gender. gender you know and I'm like, okay so and I actually used it was a while back um, somebody was like oh I'm non-binary and I'm, I'm pansexual and I'm like oh I'm, I'm an Apache helicopter and they're like what you can't be in a, 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 a you can't be in a helicopter I'm like well, why not I, I can I can identify as an Apache helicopter. You can identify as a fuzzy, right? You know, or a furry, or whatever they call them. People that dress up in the mascot uniforms. Yeah. You know, but no, and, it, and, up and, and they kind of they kind of went off on this huge tangent, like you know, you can identify as. I was like, well, but you're changing pronouns all the time. So, I mean, all I'm doing is just changing my proper noun. Yeah. You know, I'm just taking your argument, and I'm taking it one step further, no. but that, that somehow ruffles your feathers?
0: I've actually gotten in an argument with a person There's like, I, I'm non-binary now. I was like, all right, fucker. <laughs> she is like, no, they or them. I was like, no, fucker, this is what you're getting. That's non-binary right there. Just fucker.
1: I, yeah, know, and so, yeah, so, I'm so an like, asshole at doing it. To, but to me, I don't understand what the hell non-binary means. I mean, when I hear non-binary, I think computer coding ones and zeros. Exactly. There's two choices there. You're a one or you're a zero. What's it? I mean, I, either I know, you're the pole or you're the hole. What's going on?
0: I know what they're they're trying to get at. Wow, they don't want to. That was good. They don't want to <laughs> identify as a woman, and they don't want to identify as a man. And I'm just like. Okay, but I'm going to use fucker because.
1: So right no now, problem. basically, by not, not being a man or a woman, you're just taking up space. You're not a part of the problem, nor are you a part of the solution. You're just wasted skin.
0: Some of those people are actually, you know, good people and everything. They well, just have get like that. clicks.
1: But I get that. I mean, oh, they're they're good people. Yeah, but if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Part of the yeah. problem. Don't don't compound people's issues. By, by, by throwing yourself. (laughs) Yeah, the polar hole. Yeah.
0: I mean. I still like uh, fucker,
1: Maria. You know, I mean, you're a polar, you're a hole. I mean, which, you know, it's, I don't know. It it does. It does rhyme. It does rhyme. You know, I mean. But fuckers just, I mean. Like me, personally, I choose not to take a pole. I don't want a pole in a hole. Well, my pole in a hole, but I won't take a pole on a train. I won't take it on a plane. I won't eat it on a ship. I won't eat it in a box. I won't eat it under a fox. <laughs> <laughs> you just got really.
0: I got real juicy right there. <laughs> One and then you lost me a little bit. I was, I was like, it's, well, it's a literary it? classic, man. Green eggs and ham. Where, where so is he going? going? Where is he going with it? And I just, I got lost in the, uh, the uh, uh, craziness of like it Like me,
1: all. I like my holes. I like my holes on a boat. I oh, like my holes on this, a float. I like this, my
0: holes in a train. I like my holes in a plane. This will get Johnny for like another thirty minutes on a rant. Guess guess what? They're they're the Democrats are uh, thinking about doing. Please enlighten us. Share it with the rest of the class. They're they're literally uh, thinking about trying to get Hillary Clinton to uh, go on the Democratic side again. The for presidency in twenty twenty four. You know, so I was, we I, might was, I get, was listening. Might. I
1: was listening to satellite radio. I was listening to the raw dog comedy, mm-hmm. and, and a person said, "In order for you to win the presidency, you have to have a personality. You have to be charming. You have to be charismatic. That is why Hillary Clinton has never been president." How did fucking Biden? Well, that was. Uh, Biden got in by hook.
0: Yeah. You okay, we, we have to watch our words on certain things nowadays.
1: So. Yes, I know. We're not saying that the election was stolen, but we're not saying that the election wasn't rigged. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and if they want to come at us after that, fine. You know, whatever, like this, um, whatever this uh, U username oh, no, no, no. is, that, deleted. no,
0: that, the reason why I deleted it was one of those... Uh, bots. Bots, yeah.
1: I mean, whatever. If we've got somebody in here that's... I mean, we got two people watching right now, myself yeah. and Maria. And that's and, it. Actually, no, me. I don't even know if she's in here still. Three watching. Oh, hey, she's back. Oh. <laughs> she must have gotten a phone call or something. She's like, hey, look, babe, I'm talking. I'm not talking. I'm listening. I'm watching a live show. So can you just, like, maybe get the fuck off the phone so I can get back in here? <laughs> that's yeah, she's home that's... now, is she? She is. She's home now. So she's... She's probably out in the garage smoking a cigarette. Yeah. But, um, you know, all, all that aside, yes, she goes, yes, I am. Um, but and, You yeah. got a phone call, didn't you? Or do you got a text message that caused you to get off your YouTube app because you don't pay for YouTube Red like any like every other red-blooded American. You just, you know, skip that trial and you'll just pick up later. You do that, don't you?
0: Yes, yeah, she does. Yes, yeah, she does. I know does. because she uh, she showed
1: me. <laughs> well, I seen
0: it. Yeah, okay. I seen it. Also, also uh, the she was in her Indoctrinated? Yeah, uh in, yes. indoctrinated I can't down with Lexi. Me. Indoctra. Indoctra. Nated. Nated. Indoctrinated. 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 There we go. at our, oh, okay. our in our super secret group.
1: Oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, I haven't noticed. Oh, she's in wait, did you put her on those on the on the those guys
0: No, <laughs> Super secret group.
1: Super secret group. Super secret goop. Oh, and yeah,
0: in, and in I said goop,
1: and you didn't even pick up on it. That's yeah. funny. Okay.
0: Anyways, so yeah, no. Um. <laughs> Spill it okay, out, Bobby. So
1: look, it's it's a group of my basically close people that I care about. Well, no, I'm. I'm we've moved. I've moved past that. At least you, you might still be stuck there. Anyways, oh, I, yeah, I'm still. I, I'm, I'm, stuck there. I'm back on the whole Hillary Clinton thing. I'm going to oh, try okay. to keep it as short and as sweet of a rant as humanly possible. Um. Oh, when her day of judgment comes, it is going to happen in such a visibly bu- biblical manner. She's going to be made... Yeah, y'all are tame. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that is because I don't want the alphabet gang banning us from every No, platform. she's talking about
0: the, uh, the super secret group.
1: Okay, you know, you know, and, and that's just because I'm working and I don't have time to sit there and entertain you with the darkest and dankest of memes. Like there's a pile of ash with a puddle of jizz in uh, it. Yeah, shoulder. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I have not yet begun to show off my Hitler memes. Yeah. So, I mean, they, and they get pretty dark. So secret group, it's more like secret goop. And, I mean, it's just all—it's it's a sausage fest. And now you've turned it into a bukkake party. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate that.
0: You're welcome for that. And I didn't think about that. I just... I was just, honestly, the only reason why I created that group was because I uh, I send a bunch of stuff, and I just want to keep it the same people really fast. I know who I'm sending it to. That's what that group is. So, but anyways, Anyways, uh, the Hillary Clinton. Hillary
1: Clinton. um, (laughs) See, that's why she has you, because I'm too busy. We're we're going off subject, Marie, You're gonna have to stop for a little bit so we can actually. Yeah, you're gonna have to simmer down there, pump the brakes, Fox and Friends. Okay, all right. So, um, Hillary Clinton, yeah, if she ever gets elected, and it's not, it, it will never be in a legitimized manner. I mean, the 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 amount of election fraud that we saw in this past presidential cycle will be tamed by comparison. Well, okay. There is another thing that uh, which is why they are they wanted... trying to go is hard and heavy as they possibly can to pass any of these voter registration laws make it go
0: federal instead to of make, state it well.
1: federal. make it go federal they're trying to take it away from <clears throat> the states and, and, and in order to do that they're going to have to abolish the electoral college and in order to do that they're going to have to have a constitutional convention and that needs to be passed by two thirds of the states yeah and what's
0: really sad about this whole thing though is the basic fact of uh, New York had that uh thing to where hey do you want us to fight for this in the uh Congress and New York said no. They voted they voted on a ballot to say hey we don't want federal voter registration or any any uh federal voting.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it's also written into the constitution that any laws that are not that 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 are not included uh in the constitution are to be handled by the states. Yeah. And And in order for them to add an amendment making federal nationwide voter registration law, they have to add it as an amendment to the Constitution. And that requires two-thirds of all the states voting in the affirmative to get that done. Then they need to go, and that's just one step. Once they get the affirmative vote from the two-thirds, then they need to go to a constitutional convention. Yeah, And that requires um, a supermajority.
0: Yeah, they all have to agree on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's and it's not a unanimous vote, but it's a supermajority, and and then and that's just to get it ratified. Then it goes to the president's desk and gets signed. Okay, so while I'm not a constitutional scholar, I'm, I don't I don't I don't even play one on TV. I'm not like Barack Obama where I played one in the White House. Yeah, that was another federal thing was federal vet, federal reg, uh, voter registration will never ever happen. And if it does, it will mark the death of our constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. Let, let's get that out of the way. The United States of America is not a democracy. It is a constitutional republic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was another thing uh, they're talking about is uh, changing up filib- uh, filibuster laws. Which they actually have changed up filibuster laws and everything like that. They have,
1: but now that the, uh, but, the but now that the now, now that the filibuster laws don't play into the favor of the Democrat Party, they're wanting to change it again so that way they can block any kind of filibusters. But that that, actually, that has the possibility of potentially backfiring on them. And,
0: and I don't want to say what the senator kept on saying was uh he he implied that they're uh, what they call it is blowing up the senate and, and and I don't want anybody to understand I want everybody to understand I'm not saying they're they're, they're talking up the about senate, it, uh, for uh, all intents and
1: purposes disbanding talking, the senate uh,
0: no they're talking about filibusters well yeah I, I mean, they're, I they're making
1: know. it filib they're they're talking about making it filibuster proof yeah and I mean there's already a, a pathway to making something filibuster proof and that is having a supermajority in both the house and the senate I think it's down, they got it down to like 60. It doesn't matter. It's still a majority in both the House and the Senate. That's yeah. to make something filibuster-proof. And even with it being down to 60%, you're still looking at those rogue senators or representatives that will vote onto the you know vote with the other side of the aisle, depending on what the argument may, is made and or what kind of pressure that they're receiving from their constituents back home.
0: Yeah, especially right now it, uh, with it being uh, uh, midterms.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, because, I mean... And, and this is why we need term limits, because you get these, I mean, you get these, these career politicians like Nancy Pelosi or, or Bernie Sanders or, um, like, oh, the crazy lady that said that she was half Indian, I forget her name. Um, Anyways. That was the vice president. No, was no, it? no. Kamala Harris, she, she entered politics on her knees and... She still plays second fiddle, even though she's technically the second lady now.
0: You're talking about money on a dresser. I got it.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's it's more like it's more like your endorsement being scribed across her forehead. Yes. Yeah. That too. Well. Yes, Senator Warren. Thank you, Maria. Okay. With the safe. Um, They've never held a job. Period in their life, they they graduated from college and went straight into politics, either as an intern or what have you, and then they they started running for office, and these people are so far removed, they're so detached from what is actually happening in hap- happening in the country, it it's it's embarrassing because. We we know that there are people outside of our country, other governments, other citizens citizens of the world. Period, that are looking at our at our American political you know infrastructure, and they're looking at it like, how has America made it so far? You know how how have they, how have they survived to this point?
0: Well, I I honestly believe that if uh, if you want to get into any kind of like. Uh, congressional or any, or any kind of politics or anything like that other than uh, law, mm-hmm. uh, you have to have a failed business. At least one. Yeah. I mean... Because a lot of people are like, oh, why are you saying uh, failure? Because you learn so much from uh, failure mm-hmm. than you do just giving every... Uh, being given everything.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I... Failed a lot in my lifetime, and uh, I unless it's like relationship stuff, we'll just ink that, but I still learn a lot of stuff, yeah. I mean, even even uh, that's a difference, and the only thing I can actually say on this one is uh, like uh, martial arts. When I was doing martial arts, I learned what didn't work, and I learned what did work really, really easily because you're either getting hit in the face or you're hurting someone so bad that you're going, Oh shit, what the fuck did I do?
1: Yeah. But, that's uh, how I
0: learned a lot of my failures.
1: Yeah. We're looking at a I mean, if we're if we're not careful and and things don't turn around you know, in Washington. Oh, which by the way, now you have to have a vaccination passport just to enter Washington D.C.
0: <coughs> that won't last.
1: Anybody else getting that whole capital District feeling? You know. Well,
0: they just uh, and this is another thing a lot of people are talking about now too is the whole uh, uh, DOJ uh, the Supreme Court angst the uh, uh, employer uh, employee mandate.
1: Yeah, but they upheld it for the healthcare workers, which I think is crap.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that's where a lot of the, the actual facts are are coming out, um, a, a, a huge chunk. And we're talking in the 90 percentile the people that are being treated for COVID in the hospitals now are the ones that are fully vaccinated or boosted.
0: Yeah. I think it was uh, from what I found out was like 83 percent. Like, you know
1: nurses. I know nurses. There are nurses in my, fa- in the, in the, in my family now and in, in, in the family I'm marrying into that are saying that the sick people are the ones that have been vaccinated. Yeah. And what these with these double vaxxed and, and boosters, and I mean, it's just making people super spreaders, and it's it's weakening their their natural immune systems, and you know, with the government pushing for these these immunizations and everything like that, we've gotten we have we've, we've closed the window on herd immunity. We really have.
0: Uh, not, not technically. Well, it's it's going to have
1: to, it's going to, I mean, the, the, these boosters and these immunizations are going to have to cease to be available in order for us to get to a a place in our lives where, yeah, you're going to get sick with it, but it's just going to be like the common cold or, or, or the flu at this point. I mean, it's very survivable, but people have just shut themselves off and they're, they're, they're quarantining and. You know, I'm not saying go out and be like a biological hazard or anything like that. I mean, we still need to practice common sense. I mean, at least have the common sense that God gave a block of wet concrete because it's smart enough to dry. There's two other things: is uh, what's
0: happening in Italy. They have a uh, you can go to a uh, a diner and get like a uh, it's a hundred dollar meal, and you actually get COVID too. I mean, I'm I'm not joking. It's a legitimate thing they're doing in Italy. Wow! <clears throat> and the other other thing is that a lot of people aren't talking about is the uh, uh, riots and everything over in Europe. I mean, it's it's. I, I was like, oh, I'll go over. Uh, I, I want to go to Europe. And right now, it's just.
1: Yeah, um, Maria said her youngest brother just got vaccinated. He got Omicron last week. Um, he got the vaccine and then caught this one. So, you know it. <clears throat> You know we're we're gonna. I mean we're definitely gonna include your brother in our prayers, Maria. Because I mean, um, my fiance, her aunt and uncle both have COVID now, and you know so it's and and they're both vaccinated. You know so it, it's it's not something. I mean it's not like I I think I've I've been exposed to it. I just haven't come down with it, and. Now, I've got a couple of different things going for me. Because remember earlier on, they were saying that people with O-negative blood have like a natural immunity to it. Mm. Yeah, I'm O-negative. Yeah. So, in. I don't even know what it, I think, because I haven't even had it. And
0: I've been, I've I've legitimately, people told me, it was like, I have COVID. And I was like, oh, okay. And and I'm done. I mean I take care of myself and it it could I mean, be. With like the over actually,
1: sterilization of our environment, we're actually doing our, our immune systems more harm than we are good.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean I I I'd still the only thing is is I wash my hands. But i always wash my hands. So I i
1: just Well see in the army they taught us not to piss on our hands, so you know. I still wash them, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad they did that. Brains is totally different.
0: Uh but uh no, it's – it's it's honestly, I think it's because uh, uh, my job as a cook. Yeah. Because it, I don't – I don't <clears throat> the way I, like, itch or anything, I don't, the, or, I don't even oh, use my hands, like, itch most of the time. I usually use my uh, elbow.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you said your brother's on negative. I mean – and I'm not saying that that's going to be your fail-safe to keep you from getting it. Um, I, I got the Johnson & Johnson saw, shot because I was told by a representative with the VA that I had to do it in order to keep my benefits because it was going to affect my my, my uh, ability to get appointments so I basically got lied to I went and got the shot knocked me on my ass dude like seriously knocked me straight yeah. on my ass you, you you got the shot when I was actually uh, when we first started doing the show and you're like uh, we're going to have to do like Skies or... yeah we're going to have to do Skype or something but yeah yeah um, <sighs> What I think that this country ultimately needs, and we can go ahead and wrap it up after this, yeah, is we need a great awakening, a new great awakening in this country. Uh, people are going to have to start realizing either through, and I'm not talking about civil war.
0: I'm not talking civil no, war I, I know, either. I know, I'm,
1: and, and I'm not talking about armed conflict, okay, because the greatest failure of anybody who has ever been a war fighter is to have to have their children witness the horrors of battle on their front yard. Okay. That is the single-handed biggest failure because we've got so many oath keepers in this country and I'm talking oath keepers and we're talking to people that have taken that oath of enlistment that have written out that blank check that is cashable up into including their entire body. Yeah. Okay. You and I don't wear the uniform anymore. That oath is still good. I know hundreds of veterans, thousands of veterans that feel the same way. Hundreds of, I mean, and, and I'm sure that that number jumps into the millions of people who are no longer wearing the uniform and they don't want anything to do with the military but you come knocking on their door trying to take away their civil liberties and their, uh, the, the rights that are endowed upon us, upon, you know, by our creator to include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and they will pick up a body, or a, a plate carrier and they will pick up a rifle. And they will go to town. Yeah, that's... But we would rather... Uh, I would rather not get that far. I would rather people wake up and see the consequences of their actions. And because a lot of people was are it, George, seen it George H.W. George, George said elections have consequences. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start... We're seeing that now. I mean, when Biden's got an approval rating of below 40%. I, was 36. I think it's like 36% yeah. now. I think it got as low as 32%. It it's 40. both him and her. You know, so people are understanding, and and when people start watching the news, and we're talking mainstream media, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS. Dude,
0: CNN even started saying it's like uh,
1: we're we're well, CNN, watching us. CNN got bought out. Yeah, so Some, right. somebody I bought think... them, and he's starting to go around and firing their personalities, and he's he's trying to create basically a new unbiased. I mean, we're talking unbiased yeah. news media or a news agency, you know, like CNN used to be. You know, I remember back in back in the Desert Desert Storm days, yeah. everybody watched CNN. Everybody did.
0: Yeah. But it's getting to the point right now that people are actually getting their news from.
1: Like comedians. B- <laughs> I mean, they're going to places like Comedy Central for, for, for the, the Daily Report. No, you know, they're getting it
0: from podcasts, you
1: idiot. Uh, well, no, they're getting a lot of it is from, from comedians, too. Yeah, Stephen Crowder, Joe Rogan, and you know, or the guy that that hosts the Daily Show now. No,
0: they're not getting there. Well, and his I know that at dropped. least at
1: some point, whenever John Stewart was hosting that when show, John Stewart he was when, the yeah. number one most trusted news anchor in America, and he was freaking out about it. Oh yeah, and that's one of the biggest reasons why he left the show. Yeah, but but he still, I I still like Jon Stewart. I mean, to a to a degree, yes, I do. I mean. Um, and, and, and when he stepped away from that show he went to he he started going to battle for for the for for the first responders to the World Trade Center yeah
0: 911 that, that's people. that's
1: that's his mission in life now that's kind of become his passion well he do, he
0: does a he has a apple tv uh, podcast now oh
1: well okay so there you go but yeah <laughs> but point is is that we need a great awakening in this country and i think ultimately just like any kind of like substance abuse problem it's going, to, it's going to require us hitting rock bottom as a country before people wake up and realize that they have had their heads up their collective asses for the better part of 50, 60 years, voting the way that they have been, putting these people into positions of power and to become institutionalized where they are basically unseatable. You know, Uh, hopefully, you know, and and so we we need to be able to try to start changing the lexicon and the mindset of people in this country to become not necessarily more conservative minded, because you're always going to have those hard ass, just knuckle headed people where, you know, there's idiots on both sides. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have those people that support people like Barry, you know, Barry, why am I saying Barry Sanders, Barney Sanders, whatever his name is. Bernie the, Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Thank you, God, Barney Barry Sanders. I'm sorry, Barry Sanders. I'm sorry to the Detroit Lions organization, <laughs> and I'm sorry to the Sanders family. I did not mean to disparage the legend of running isn't, backs. Isn't it like the third time you've done that, though? No, I think that was just the first time. When I said Bernie Sanders the first time, I think I got it right. But uh,
0: Then it's the Deja. We right. don't have a producer legend. to fact-check me.
1: Yeah. So, But um, it. it we just we need a great awakening in this country, and I think the only way to do that again is to just for us to at least get close to if not actually hit rock bottom.
0: Which honestly, I'd rather not do that. I don't the last time that happened it was a great depression and we almost went to socialism.
1: <laughs> we did. What do you think all these public public uh, jobs were? What do you think the TV well, yeah, okay, the okay, Tennessee okay. Valley Authority? Pure, plain, unadulterated socialism. Yeah. The Social Security Act. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's in the name, social, right? Like income tax. Income tax was. Um, I see. I did say Bernie the first time. Look at Maria coming in there. Thank you, ma'am. Saving your ass. Right. Um, like the in- income tax, federal income tax. It was instituted after World War One to help reap or to help pay for the war, and it was promised to us as a as a country that it was a temporary fixture. Mm. And then okay. when the deadline hit. Congress voted it to make it a permanent thing. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyways, thank you for watching this live show. Yeah, yeah. I'm live. Dave Eckerman. All one person that was watching us. I'm Johnny Skelton. And this is What the Hell...